And welcome back to the Campus Tour podcast. We have made it. We have officially blocked out college football from our brains. I hit the switch in my room. I don't know if you hit the switch in your room, Brad, but I just hit the switch. We're doing college basketball the rest of the way. Who cares about college football? There's no teams that I care about in college football enough to talk about. There's only teams in college basketball that I care about. Well, let's just see how... Wisconsin does in basketball we might have to switch back again but for now we're going to talk college basketball we have a great preview show uh I am happy to be joined with my good friend Bradley Panucci all the way in Wisconsin again uh to talk basketball with how are you doing I'm good how are you I'm doing just great I was gonna say it doesn't get much better than this talking basketball um it's November so I'm ready to go Yes, I'm ready for hoops. We're recording this on uh, the Wednesday before the week of college basketball starts. We've had some exhibition games. Um, Louisville decided to lose to a D2 school, so that was quite the stunner, but no one got to watch it because it was exhibition game anyway, so it doesn't count. But yes, we're here. We get to talk about our favorite players, our favorite teams in college basketball, and I am so excited. So what we have on store is kind of what we did like last year. We're going to go through each power uh, six conference, Big Ten, Big Big East, SEC, ACC, Pac-12, and Big 12. Uh, And then we're going to run through who is our favorite to win the conference, our player of the year, our sleeper team, and then our most exciting player to watch. Uh, where I'll let you, you decide where, where should we start off? Which conference should we go with first? Uh, let's, let's do the big East first. Let's get that one over with. Yeah, that's, that's (laughs) fair. I think we did that last year too. We're like, we don't really, we like the big East, but like, it's just not, it's not the same anymore, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I want it on the record for everyone listening that, um, I mean, by now, you know me, but, um, if I do say someone's name wrong, do not take it personally. <laughs> I, I, I'm horrible at pronouncing names. Um, I usually watch the games with music in the background. So usually don't have the right pronunciation. But um, yeah, just bear with me. Can I, I guess which name that you're going to say wrong in the Big East? You can. Are, are we Are we talking Mr. Baylor? Yes, <laughs> I, I believe yes. it is uh, Shearman, if, if I remember correctly from Shearman? a few times. Shearman, yes. Okay. So hopefully that's right. From the like two, three times I remember hearing it last year, uh, it's Shearman. We'll, we'll rock with that. Uh, right. Let's get into it, though. Who is your most exciting player uh, to watch in the Big East? So, um, oh, most exciting player. So for this one, I went with Cam Whitmore. He's an incoming freshman for Villanova, was ranked number 21 in the country and number two for the power forward position in this um, year's class. So, I mean, he's 6'7", 232, um, 232 pounds. He's already got an NBA body. I've seen photos of him. He's just hard for a freshman um average 21 points per game 10 rebounds per game as a senior so yeah i'm excited to see what this guy is going to do in his first year at villanova why do i feel like all of your uh most exciting players are going to be oh, oh like all the long incoming freshmen you're not you're not bold enough to make them your player of the year so you're like i'm just going to put it as exciting player Exactly. I, I try not to do everyone, but um, for every conference, but um, I think a lot have incoming freshmen. Yeah. 
Uh, I like the pick just based on what I've read about him. Like I, I obviously have not seen many highlights, but just doing the previews, I've read a lot about him. And I mean, you seen Villanova's what like? gonna, what's that? Have you, have you seen what he looks like? Have you seen photos of him? I'm sure I saw it when I did my little ESPN 100 uh, viewing that I always do every year. Oh, wow. He's pretty big. He's big. For, he kind of reminds me of like a Justice Winslow kind of frame. Yeah, coming he in does actually. Already... That's a good call. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Villanova is going to need someone to step up this year. They lose a decent amount. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think this could be a good pick for sure. I uh, yeah. I went a different route. I went a route where a guy who's been in college basketball for five or six years uh, and as an avid Big Ten basketball viewer – you and me, you, you love him. He's a nightmare. He's a nightmare for everyone involved. He's a nightmare for the team he's playing for. He's a nightmare for the visiting team. That man's Andre Corbello. He is just the absolute roller coaster ride. He'll he'll hit you the get the game tying three, and then he'll come down and he'll you know turn the ball over while your team's trying to take the lead. The next possession, it's it's just a roller coaster. But God damn it, it's so fun to watch. I just love watching it. Um, so I, I'm going to be paying attention to the Johnnies this year. I mean, he obviously has a ton of talent. It's just being consistent with it, but he's so fun to watch. Uh, and I'm excited. We get another year of, uh, Andre Curbelo in our lives. Definitely. Yeah. That's a perfect kind of segue for me. Um, so I'll just jump into it. Um, I have St. John's as my sleeper in the big, welcome East. you and me um, both buddy. They were eight and eleven in conference play last year, but they return um, their second leading scorer from last year, Posh Alexander. Um, really liked him. They also got two solid transfers um, forward, David jo- David Jones. Um, he played at DePaul last year, and then Curbelo. Um, yeah, I mean they're not probably going to win the Big East, but uh, I mean you know I. I think they're going to do better than people think. I've seen a lot of predictions at like the seven to eight spot in the big East. And um, who knows, maybe a top six, top five finish. I mean, they have a a good mix of returning and incoming talent. Um, So yeah, I'm interested to see what they do this year. They they better finish top six. I mean, the big East is, is poo poo. They, they better finish with that backcourt. I mean, that's a, that's one of the best backcourts in the country, at least defensively, that backcourt's unbelievable with Curbelo and and Pasha Alexander, like you said. So you're, you nailed it though. Going to be a fun tandem to watch. Should be an interesting team this year. Uh, I feel like I'm a sucker every year for the John. I feel like I picked the Johnnies last year. I picked them to win the big Easter. I just like the Johnnies, man. It's just, you know, fun school to root for. You kind of missed that when they were uh, good, when you were growing up. So uh, we're both going the Johnnies as the uh, sleeper. You, you got to remember your um, favorite St. John's player of all time, Marcus Levette Jr. Obviously, he can't guard me. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> Who is your player of the year in the Big East? So this one's tricky. Um, I, I mean, the Big East lost a lot of, of yeah. guys that graduated or went to the league. Um, so I went with a guy who's been around. So like you alluded to earlier, I, I, I think this does leave people like Cam Whitmore in the, you know, in the, the running yeah. here. Um, so we could see an incoming freshman, but I went with a guy who's pretty experienced. Um, I went with Jared Bynum, um, the senior guard out of Providence, mm. um, averaged 12 points per game last year, shot 41% from three um providence they they lose al durham and nate watson so i think jared's this is his time to really take over for the friars yeah you watched him uh unfortunately beat the badgers last year and he he had had a decent game that that day but it providence is going to be interesting i mean who doesn't love ed cooley i mean great coach so hopefully it goes well for him uh definitely not where i where i thought you were going to go but I am going to pick, see, I. it's between Dama Sinogo and Baylor Shearman. I think I'm going to go with Baylor Shearman. Uh, I think I'm going to ride the the hype train here, you know, incredible at South Dakota uh, State and now making the jump to Creighton, 6'6 shooting guard, can do a little bit of everything. Um, Creighton has always been good defensively pretty much, and they've always had that missing offensive. They're, a little, they're like a Badger football. They just – can't get it together on offense, but this guy is offense. He is going to hopefully help 
bring them up a level uh, and, you know, compete for, for the Big East Championship finally, which they have a couple times, and then they kind of fell flat on their face. But I think this year with Villanova being down a little bit more, I think this is kind of their – uh, opportunity to finish first. So I'm going to go with Shearman to, to help get him over the hump and help he'll, he'll put up some big numbers. And I mean, like I said, to shout out Adama Sinogo. Beast, double-double. Yeah, usually, yeah, usually I go chalk here. So I, I think – Yeah, I'm that's paper. why I was so surprised. I went chalk. He is the <laughs> – yeah, Baylor and um, Sonogo are definitely mm. the two um, front runners. I think I've seen Sonogo as the leader. Um, so, yeah, it should be interesting. Um, you left me another great segue. Um, just exactly. We're right on the same page to start here. Um, I think this is a year where the Blue Jays, this is yeah, their chance to it, win man. the big <laughs> So I, I did it. I mean, you know, Greg McDermott, he's done a great job every year. Um, putting his team in a position to win. But when you have, you know, a team like Villanova mm-hmm. every year, um, it's pretty tough. Um, they, they have Baylor, um, Ryan Nembard. I, I think he'll mm-hmm. take a big leap forward this year, averaged 11 points per game last year. So, yeah, I'm excited to see, um, you know, if we see a new face um, winning the Big East crown this year. Yeah, that'd be fun. And I'm, you know, I'm just going to say that I'm the winner because – Brad went through a whole Big East thing and didn't talk about Marquette. So, I mean, I truly am the number <laughs> one winner here. And you guys are, too, because you didn't have to hear any propaganda about Marquette or anything. So, we're truly well, didn't the have winners. A, we didn't have a segment for Coach of the Year, so I can talk <laughs> about shopping. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. That is the Big East. Uh, I will pick next. And let's just let's just do it. Let's do Pac-12 so we can get our two. <laughs> probably least favorite out of the way here i mean the we do like the pac-12 because we get to talk about ucla but other than that who cares about the pac-12 you gotta listen to bill announce the games what's better than that bill is gonna be distraught when ucla and uc and usc are playing in in the big 10 next season he will we're gonna get i actually that makes me think we're we're probably gonna get some good sound bites uh this season about him crying out about UCLA, USC stay or some, we'll get some good clip. I know, I know it. So be on the lookout for that too. Who's your most exciting player in the uh, PAC 12. All right. As Bill would say the conference of champions, yes. I've got most exciting player. You know, I had to do it. Tiger Campbell <laughs> yeah. um, all around, all around point guard um, ha- has had an impact since he's, you know, Got into campus as a freshman, um, part of the All-American All-Hair team. Oh, so of course. had to go Tiger. All-Hurricane. Yep. <laughs> I I mean, I obviously, we're, we're big Tiger fans on the program. How could you not be? He's he's awesome on defense. He makes huge clutch plays, kind of everything that you wish your veteran point guard was. Uh, he's still doing it three years later. And we had a little bit of a disappointment last year. I mean, wasn't what what it had uh, shaped up to be what we thought it was going to be. Um, but they still are going to be a top 25 team this year. And Tigers, of course, he's going to be leading it. So uh, I want Tiger for my most exciting player. How could you? I mean, every time they're on, I just want to watch Tiger yep. defend someone. All right. Who is your sleeper team in the Pac-12? I want USC here. Um, love Boogie Ellis, Drew Peterson. Um, they should be, you know, the probably two leading scorers on paper, I would say, at mm-hmm. least for the Trojans this year. Lost a few key pieces um, from last year's team, Goodwin and um, Isaiah Mobley. But I, I think you got guys like Boogie and Drew and you have some freshman talent coming in. Um, yeah, I definitely think, you know, this Trojan team can compete for a top four, I'd say, spot in the, the top 12 regular season finish. Solid pick. A little, I mean, USC's like third. I guess they're like picked fourth. So that, that, I'll let it, I'll let it I slide. Think four and five. Yep, yep. Yeah. Um. I, I just for fun here, I, I went Utah because they are interesting. By no means do I think they're even going to remotely compete for the conference. But I do think they're going to be better than people think they are because they do return quite a bit. And they added uh, – our boy Carlson from Wisconsin, but they also have another Carlson on their team, Brendan Carlson, who is also pretty solid. Marco Anthony, who scored a ton 
uh, last year was kind of their lead score. So I would just look for them uh, to finish higher than people think, you know, five, six, seven uh, in that area. Hopefully maybe I'll just say it, maybe push for a tournament. Probably not, but, but, you know, I think they're going to be fun at least this year. I'm, I'm hoping to get to, to a game or two, but they're, they're usually not packed. I usually can get $5 tickets whenever I want. So we'll see, we'll see how many Utah games I go to, but they honestly should be pretty interesting this year. Uh, second year under their, their new coach. So who do you have as your player of the year? I want Hawkins Jr. here. Um, averaged about 14 a game last year, close to six rebounds a game. Talented scorer. He's got good size, can create his own shot. Um, no Johnny Juzang anymore. So, um, yeah, we'll see what Jaime can do. Very interesting pick. I thought I kind of thought you were going to go that way. Um, I went I went a different way. I didn't really go chalk on this one because um, I have an interesting pick and one that I think that you and me could uh, – could get get on about. I think I think Boogie Ellis is a very interesting oh. pick here because they don't have either of the Mobleys anymore, uh, which was kind of his mate last year to run with. Obviously, they had Drew Peterson, but um, I I think Boogie without uh, either of the Mobleys is going to kind of it's. I mean, he's going to score a lot more, and he's got a, a good good backcourt mate and Drew Peterson to help take pressure off him. If USC is good and contending for the Pac-12. He's going to be the guy who's the impact. So um, watch out for him to score a ton. And that narrative sometimes just starts running. And it's kind of like last year with uh, Keegan Murray going in Iowa, scored more than Johnny, but because Johnny's team finished first, kind of makes more of an impact. So I think if USC contends for the Pac-12, I think he'll be the reason and, and he could possibly win player of the year. I like that pick. Yeah, Boogie, besides Tiger, he's probably one of my favorite players to watch in the Pac-12. He's just Mm -hmm. electric, brings like a a different kind of like flavor to the game. So, yeah, um, definitely like that pick a lot. All right, and then conference winner. So I tried to stick away um, for a little bit at least from, you know, the the go-tos for the winners here. So I went with the Ducks here. Oh, Um, wow. I I love Will Richardson. Um, great experience. Um, I, I think he'll help from a leadership perspective, and especially with developing kind of the younger talent. They have a five-star freshman, Khalil War or Ware. Um, front court should be pretty dominant with bigs Quincy Urier and uh, I can't even <laughs> Nafali Dante. Um, the, the names are <laughs> just impossible here, but the names I are mean, flying around right now. I love it. The front court, I mean, um, and, you know, when looking at the front court specifically, um, we've noticed that the Pac-12 teams with a solid front court has had, you know, recent success. Look at the Mobley brothers. Um, So, you know, I I think this is a team that's really going to dominate from both ends of the floor. And, yeah, I I think, you know, with guys like Will – um, bringing in some some new recruits and then a dominant front court. I, I think the Ducks are kind of the team to watch here in the Pac-12. I'm very proud of you so far, buddy. Not not doing Thank a lot you. of chalk this time. No, I no. went chalk here. I I mean, to me, there are pretty much two answers. Although last year I said there's pretty much only one answer. I think this year there's two answers. I could see Oregon um, competing for it, but. I think you're, it's UCLA or Arizona here, um, and I went UCLA. Just, I mean, I love UCLA. They're so fun to watch. I love Mick Cronin. I love Tiger. I love Hami Hakez. Uh, I I couldn't not pick them. So, and they added, you know, two five stars as well. I mean, didn't go as well last year when they added the five stars, but hopefully one or two of them can step up for them. And when you get that good youth and veteran experience, you want your team to have good things generally happen. So I think it's going to be between them and Arizona and I'll, I'll pick UCLA kind of in a bounce back this year uh, to win the conference. I like that. Also, I'd give a shout out to, to, uh, cause I don't think either of us said, yeah, for player of the year, but um, I, I would say Tubelis is definitely, oh, yeah. you know, a name that on paper, mm-hmm. he is the favorite. So um, again, tried to stay away from chalk, but um, definitely name to watch out for this year on on the Wildcats. Totally agree. Him and Kirk Kreisa. Yep. All right, which conference do you want to go? You're up. Uh, 
Let's do SEC. All right. Fun conference this year. Should be at least. Yes. Last year was very oh, yeah. entertaining. Yeah, it's it's you know on the up and up. I'd say teams like Arkansas, Alabama, they're really kind mm-hmm. of um, you know stepping it up and in terms of um, recruiting and Eric Musselman, he's done a great job for the Razorbacks. Yep. So yeah, you can you can go it. into your exciting player of Nick Smith Jr. if you would if you would like to now. I assume <laughs> he, that's where he, we're going. He, that's where we're going. Yes, he is my exciting player. I mean, you're number three in in, in the country for incoming freshmen on ESPN. How could you not be number, excited? Yes, exactly. Number one on 247. Um, so, yeah, um, he's going to be at Arkansas. Um, again, shout out to Eric, the, the coach there. He's done a great job recruiting. Also done, you know, a good job of, I mean, we've seen a lot of coaches, they can recruit, but they can't really, you know, coach. Have, they don't have the in-game management skills. You can and say Juwan Howard definitely, if you'd like. Yes, him. Um, I mean, I, I we didn't want to talk about Marquette, but Marquette's had issues in the past, and <laughs> you could maybe even say right now, potentially. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I, I really like what he's done there, and I think Nick Smith, he's definitely, you know, a talent that um is really gonna be someone you want to keep your eyes on this year probably only gonna be there for one year and he'll be a probably top five pick in the 2023 drafts but yeah i have my eyes on nick smith here in the sec yeah they got another guy too there that's gonna be there for a year if i uh, remember looking at the rankings correctly but should be an interesting year for them and yeah i can't see it's it's fun for me because i never really kind of looked these people up uh like Jabari last year, I just kind of all of a sudden I'm watching. I was like, "Whoa, this guy's good!" And then you look, it's like, "Well, yeah, he's fourth in the country or whatever he was uh, coming in." So that'll be another one. I'm like, "Okay, now I gotta watch the the big recruit." So I'm excited to watch that. I put um Zakai Ziegler here. I mean, absolute menace on defense. A lot of the guys I picked are just great defensive players, but um he was a revelation last year for the Vols as a three-star recruit. I mean, he was a freshman coming, you know, true freshman three-star and he, all of a sudden he's playing all those minutes that he was. And um, we just, you know, we both love the guys that get in your face and defend you kind of like Chucky was, but uh, Zakai Ziegler is like the epitome of that. I mean, he's so fun to watch on the defensive end. He's smart, he's physical. Uh, and then he's got a pretty good uh, offensive game too uh, to go with the defense. So I went to Kai Ziegler there, really fun guy to watch. I think he's only like five nine too. I mean, he's an absolute menace at at five nine. So yeah. uh, make sure to watch Tennessee this year and, and watch him. Who is your sleeper? Yeah. Sleeper team. Um, I went with Alabama here. Um, lost a lot of key pieces again. They lost um, Shackleford. Um, Deion Ellis, J.D. Davison. Um, but they have the third best recruiting class um, for this season, only behind Arkansas and Duke. Um, Randy so M- weird Miller. having those two up there. It's like, obviously, yes. Duke, Alabama. Are, like, obviously, those are the top three. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, like you said, too, um, so it's Arkansas has three five-star recruits, mm. which is just absolutely insane. They have three guys in the top 15. So yeah. Um, and yeah, Bama's up there. They have Brandon Miller. He's the headliner. He's a top 10 player in the country. Um, throw in Javon Quinterly. He'll hopefully be back in December, January. Yeah, I've been tough, hearing from his watching him tears ACL last year in the tournament. Definitely. Yeah. I, he's one of, I, I enjoy watching him. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, you know, he'll be back. Um, and you know, if, he is able to have a healthy recovery given the the pieces in the recruiting class. I think this could be a scary team in February and March. And I mean, we've talked about it with the Badgers before. We're seeing it in MLB right now with the Phillies. Yep. Um, momentum and getting hot at the right time makes a difference. And, you know, bringing a guy back like Quinterly right around January, um, that could, you know, be a recipe for success um, right before the tournament starts. Absolutely agree. You know, I love, uh, that that's just the NATO. It's just so fun to watch because his teams are so track me. It's so fun watching them play. And yeah, hopefully yep. Quinterly comes back and he's, he plays like himself too. Cause sometimes, you know, they come back from those injuries and are a little timid, but so hopefully it goes well for them. I went in another kind of interesting direction here, mostly because this guy is 
he's been at two other schools and it's taken him a little time to get it off the ground, but when he has, they've been solid. So I went Texas A&M here with Buzz Williams, uh, hopefully starting to kind of um, put, put Texas A&M back together and compete more. They bring back six players who started uh, games last year, and then they added depth in the transfer portal portal. Julius Marble from MSU and Dexter Dennis too. So they should have a really interesting team. And I mean, he's got, he's got to get it off the ground here soon. Otherwise he's gone. And he usually has stepped up to the plate when, when they needed him to. And um, so I, I would look out for Texas and be, let's say frisky this year. They'll be a little frisky. You're like, Oh, I don't necessarily want to play them right now. So that's where I'm going with my yeah. sleeper team. Okay. Like that. Player of the year, I'm sh- I assume we can probably go over it pretty quick. Yeah, we can go over it quick. I mean, yeah, here we've been doing a good job, um, you know, not going chalk, but I yeah, think you can't there's not. only one yeah. route here. <laughs> you got to go to Sheboy, big man out of Kentucky. Um, I mean, he's probably going to win wooden player of the year. Um, I'd say he's definitely at I would top. say probably. I mean, it's I been guess, a while I mean, since someone went back to back. True, but I mean, I mean, he'll be up there. He's one yes. of the best players in the country. Um, I mean, from a scoring perspective, a rebounding perspective, he's just dominant when he's on the floor. So, um, look forward to seeing him again. And yeah, I expect him to win a SEC Player of the Year. Yeah, I went big O as well. I mean, although the only hang up here is the injury with the knee that they they keep downplaying it and saying it's not that big of a deal, but. I mean, if you're a big guy who needs who needs quote unquote work done on your knee, I if I was a Kentucky fan, I wouldn't feel very good about hearing that. And that's what the report was that he just had some work done on it. Um, but I, I mean, college basketball is better when Big O is playing. So I hope he's playing. But I would I would worry about that knee injury if I was a Kentucky fan. That's that's all I'm gonna say there. And then who you got for your conference winner? I got the Razorbacks here. Um, I I talked about Eric Musselman before, um, talked about the recruiting class. So we talked about Nick Smith. Mm -hmm. Um, The other two of the three five-star recruits besides Nick is Jordan Walsh and Anthony Black. Um, They return Devontae Davis. Um, You know, they bring in some transfers, Jalen Green from Arizona State, um, Mm -hmm. Trayvon Brazil from Missouri. So, I mean, there's – plethora of talent here eric does a good job of you know it's not where you know you bring in a lot of talent and you don't really have um that chemistry and that um you know he teamwork i guess per se but um you know some teams some coaches don't know how to you know mesh all that talent together and eric is not one of those guys he does a great job of you know in-game management getting his guys to you know play as one play as a team they're not selfish um so yeah i, I like arkansas to um you know win the sec and um you know that probably shocks a lot of people yeah. here um but you know i i think they have the talent and he's done a great job and hopefully he can keep it up. Yeah. I mean, they lost a lot last year, so it, you know, it could be one of those kind of slow burns. Like it, it, you know, first couple months, they don't look um, like a full team, but they could, they work it out and, and play better down the stretch. I went, um, I went Rocky top. I love Tennessee this year. I, I have sold myself on to they, this is what happened is they beat, uh, they beat Gonzaga in their exhibition game. And I'm like, all right, I I am, I'm already sold on, on Tennessee. Plus I like the guys on their team. I mean, they still, they lost Kennedy Chandler. They lost Fulkerson, but I'm still excited about the guys they get back, back Ziggler, Viscovi, uh, Josiah, Jordan James, two is there. They added uh, a top freshman too, I believe. They added some depth to and Tyree key, uh, but it, it is Rick Barnes. So uh, he's, he's got to do it one of these years, right? He has to, right? I mean, he's been up there so long and I just, I hope, I hope one of these times it, it's time for Rick Barnes to get, get some flowers and actually prove it and do it and get somewhere far in the NCAA tournament or, or win, win the SEC this year. Um, so I'm going Rocky top. Everything's looking Rocky top these days, football, basketball. They're, they're kind of annoying fan base, but good for them. I mean, they've been, they've been down a little bit. So 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally agree there. Um, I was gonna give them a shout out because um, I just read something the other night um, on Twitter saying that Tom Izzo was very. He said that this Tennessee team is gonna be very scary, and they were talking about like you mentioned they they beat Gonzaga. Mm -hmm. They didn't just beat Gonzaga; yeah. they beat him by nineteen. They whooped him. Um, yes. So, yeah, I'm excited to see what this Vols team's all about this year. And, um, you know, the SEC used to be just a football powerhouse, and I'm yeah. loving the ba the basketball now coming out of the SEC. It's fun to watch. That that top half of the SEC is so fun, man. It's it's really been. It is. The past couple of years has been awesome. Um, let's turn our sights over to the ACC, who might be a little bit down again this year. Who is your most exciting player in the ACC? I love Caleb Love. Love him. He's a preseason All-American. You got a love the, crush um, on Caleb Love. Absolutely. He's on the Bob Cousy list. Watch I was going to say, do you love point guard Caleb Love or do you love shooting guard Caleb Love? Because there is an answer. I, I love both. <laughs> <laughs> shooting guard Caleb Love, I love. <laughs> Shooting guard, shooting guard, I, I do like. Um, I just like him in general. I mean, yeah, he can do it all. He can score. He can pass. I mean, like you said, um, at the shooting guard, he can score at will. So he's fun to watch. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see what he can do again. Um, hopefully, you know the Tar Heels. Um, on paper, they're looking like they're going to be pretty tough to beat. So, and part of that's due to Caleb Love. Yeah, I mean, I I love UNC mostly because they beat Duke. So I'm always just like rooting for UNC and all time. Great, great colors. I wish hey, they beat him on um, coach K day too. <laughs> they so beat him on coach he... K day and in the final four. So yes. I, I was pretty happy with the results last year. Um, yep. I'm going to go somewhere else. I'm going to go Isaiah Wong, who's still at Miami. Okay. Feels like he's been there forever, but dynamic athletic player, won all ACC honors last year. Um, Gets a new backcourt running mate with Nigel Pack. That'll help take some pressure off him this season, I think. Um, I think they, they should be a pretty good team. They're going to be up there this year. Um, but he scores. He's, and like you said, you know, he passes too, just like Caleb Love, um, which we always like to see, you know, share the sugar sometimes. Uh, so I'm going to go Isaiah Wong out of Miami. Uh, really fun to watch. He's been fun to watch for the past two or three seasons. And, uh, He's been a little underrated, so I'm hoping hoping this year people kind of wise up to how good he is. Who is your sleeper team in the ACC? I mean, I feel like every year you can throw Notre Dame into this position, yep. so I did it this I year. I did the same. Um, I mean, they're returning their backcourt starters, Carmen Cry and Dean Goodwin, um, throwing, you know – couple or a transfer in Marcus Hammond and then a five-star guard in JJ Starling. Um, yeah, I, I think, you know, enough said there. I, I think they have talent and like you alluded to, I think this is a down year um, for the ACC yep. overall. So um, I think that leaves the door open for, for the Irish. Yeah. I think they could be a top three team in the ACC. I also noticed you didn't say one other guy that's returning on their team. Is there a reason you didn't say his name? No, who'd I miss? Oh, Nate Lazuski. I thought you were just ducking his having to say his name. No, no, no. Oh, maybe, maybe I did. Maybe um, when you yes. wrote it, you're like, I'm not. We'll just say I, the first two. You <laughs> <he> might have. <laughs> He's there too. I just wanted to point that out because they they were kind of that trio they had last year, along with um that the guy they had drafted in the first round, who I'm blanking on already, but um. Yeah, I like I like Notre Dame to kind of be relevant again this year. He they they had their moments last year that they looked bad, and they had their moments they looked good. So I I think they'll bounce back and and look good again this year, um, for most of the season and finish pretty high. Who is your player of the year? All right, again, I, I feel like you had. To I wrote shock here. I wrote same as Big O. So. <laughs> yep, Baycott. Yeah. Um, incredible strength, incredible size, um, has such an impact on both ends of the floor shot 56% from the field last year. So, um, yeah, I mean, and we'll, we'll get into it in a second, but I'm sure you agree with me here. I mean, I touched on love as my exciting player, player of the year's Baycott. I mean, it's a down year for the ACC. So, I yep. mean, the cards are just in, in, 
it's all favoring towards the Tar Heels, I think, this year for the ACC. Yep, totally agree. Um, I just want to take the moment to thank uh, NIL because their work in keeping players in college has been fantastic in college basketball. I'm so happy we get Armando Baycott wants to come back and play, you know, doesn't work the same for college football. It, it, to me, it's been more of a hindrance in, in college football, but I think in college basketball as a general, I think it's it's been more as a, of a plus because these guys want to come back and play. They're going to make more money. Um, I mean, Timmy came back this year, and he basically just straight up said, I'm going to make more money in college basketball than I am NBA this year. So I'm, I'm just going to come back. So shout out NIL for bringing these guys back. Glad to have Armando Baycott back another, another year. We get to see his fun hair. Uh, and then we touched on conference winners. We both went US, UNC. I wanted to point out, and I would like to hear your thoughts, big time Wisconsin 2014 to 2015 vibes, huh? Yes. Yes, absolutely. And um, we all remember, you know, the um, the second final four where we got a tough draw and mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see how that looks for UNC. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, they return, you know, four a ton. I think four of the five starters, mm-hmm. you got Baycott, RJ Davis, love leaky black, which I think he'll take <laughs> a step forward. And I love that name. Then you throw in, unlike the, the Badger team, they got, you know, a great transfer in Pete, Pete Nance. Um, Glad so he's yeah, not at I, Northwestern anymore. I could say that. Me much. too. Me too. So yeah, I mean, it definitely gives me vibes here. And um, yeah, I mean, the the thing that will be interesting is you know if there's you know any team that can compete with them. Um, that 2014 2015 season, um, it was so top heavy between mm-hmm. Duke, Kentucky, and Wisconsin. Um, we've even talked off air before that that Arizona team. But Stanley Johnson is, you know, they would have contended for maybe a national they championship oh, if it was a, a, a different season. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, all the three teams I mentioned before that um, would have won in any of the like five seasons before yeah. that. So, um, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting. Hopefully we'll see someone that can really compete with the Tar Heels. Um, uh, like you said, the Vols, we're hearing good things about them. Gonzaga. Um, they're always on paper is pretty high, but you know, they lost in that exhibition game. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, there's some teams out there, but, um, yeah, I mean, you know, looking at the returning guys for UNC, it's going to be, you know, an uphill battle to beat that team. I think. Totally agree. Okay. We have two conferences left, big 12, big 10, which one you picking? Let's go with the Big 12. Just uh, I put the <laughs> coin in its Big 12, so I guess we'll have to do the Big 10 last. All right. Twist our arm. <laughs> yes. Who is your most exciting player uh, in the Big 12 this season? Give me a little Tyrese Hunter here. Wow. Um, great freshman campaign <laughs> at Iowa State. Um, now he's I with, already you know, know where this is going, and I love it so much because Bradley, I also picked Texas. Don't worry, buddy. <laughs> I I did I don't have Texas as my sleeper or winner, but I, uh, I think okay. they're gonna be okay. Yes, I, I love Texas. Um, I, I think they're definitely a team that's going to compete for the Big 12 title. Um it just, I kept them off because in past years I put them on there and then we get burned. We do it every time. We do. Um, but in my head, you know, I'll be cheering from love Chris Beard, one of my favorite coaches in the game right now. Love Marcus Carr, um, formerly, you know, at Minnesota, great guard. Um, Tyrese Hunter, I love his defense, I love his energy. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see Tyrese and I mean, throw in the rest of the Longhorn team. Um, so yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to, uh, more Texas stuff later. So we'll just leave it at that. My, uh, most exciting player this year is also someone that I can't quit. Uh, and that's Jalen Wilson. Uh, you know, I think Kansas this year is going to go as far as Jalen Wilson takes them to be honest. Um, they get a couple guys back, they get a couple transfers. They got, uh, that guy with the last name Dick uh, is is their big recruit Grady. this year. <laughs> Grady, Grady Dick. Dick. So that's going to be fun yep. this whole year. We get to say that. Um, and then, obviously, none none are more important than Jalen Wilson because he's kind of got the experience and he has that potential to put it all together and be one of college basketball's most dynamic players. But it's 
he's got to he's got to do it because it's it's going to be up to him this year for Kansas, I think. And you know, two years ago he was near double double almost every day. He would like just miss it or or he he'd get it. So you know, double double athletic guy probably going to go as far as Kansas takes them as he takes them. Uh, so I'm going to be interested to watch him play this year and, and kind of have to be the lead guy. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. A lot of people have him as um, player of the year in the, the big 12. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we'll see what happens. Who is your uh, sleeper team in the big 12? On Texas tech here. I mean, nowadays it's all about, you know, transfers and they're, they're bringing in Harmon out of Oklahoma. They got a guy from Mercer too. Um, they lost so yeah, all their transfers and they got a bunch of transfers. They, yes. Yeah. They lost a lot of guys, brought a, a lot of guys in. So um, that's, you know, where we're at right now. Yeah, um, it's college so, basketball. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, Texas tech. Um, yeah. I have them as my sleeper and, um yeah i i don't think they're really going to compete um towards the top they're not a baylor they're not a kansas they're not a texas um so um i i don't think they're going to be in the top three but um i think they could you know surprise a few people and pull off a few upsets Mm -hmm. yeah that they should be a very interesting team this year i mean they they stayed i mean obviously not as good with without chris beard as coach but they still um last year competed pretty well and I, I think that could also uh, happen happen this season too. I went TCU here. I mean, they get Mike Miles back, who would have been a he would have been a first rounder. He was one of the best players in the Big Twelve last year. Um, scored a lot. I think he can carry TCU uh, quite a bit this year in the in the Big Twelve. And for Jamie Dixon, needs to get needs to get TCU off the floor of the uh, Big Twelve. Uh, so I think I think he. He's gonna have a almost as big of an impact as Jalen Wilson could have uh for his team. So watch out for TCU to to be we'll go frisky again. We'll say they're gonna be frisky. So who is like your thank you? <laughs> who is your pet, uh Big 12 player of the year? So again, I didn't go chalk here. I mentioned before um Jalen Wilson, he's up there. I've also seen um your boy Mike Miles. Yep. Um, throw in, you know, the Marcus cars and the, the mm-hmm. Avery Andersons, but, um, I went with, you know, another guy who will be at, you know, minimum, I think a first, um, first team all conference, Adam Flagler out of Baylor, yeah. um, really like him. He averaged about 14 a game last year. He's a sniper from, from deep quick release, great shot selection, mm-hmm. um, can create off the dribble spaces, the, the floor well. So, um, yeah, I expect him to, you know, kind of like you're saying with, you know, Jalen and, and Miles, um, I, I think, you know, a lot of how far Baylor goes is going to yeah. be dependent on Adam Flagler. So, um, yeah, I, I think he's going to thrive in that role and I have him winning player of the year. Yeah. I, yeah. You've, you've gone a lot of places. I didn't think you were going to go today. So it's means, I think there is going to be kind of like last year, I think there is going to be a decent amount of parody again, which is great. I mean, not having yeah. UNC, Duke, Kansas, Kentucky, like all those guys up at the top all the time is not fun. So it's good to see that. And transfer portal has helped and NIL has helped because NIL has helped because we get to see these players longer and they get to go to different teams. So yeah. I went uh, transfer portal here. Speaking of it, I went Tyrese Hunter, your exciting player. Unstoppable last year for Iowa State. Iowa State. Maybe we're just biased because of the Wisconsin ties, but um, I think surrounding him with more uh, talent uh, than Iowa State had last year. I mean, Texas has so many, so many pieces like they did last year, and he averaged five assists last year. Now he gets a bunch of weapons to pass to and to score off of. So I think Tyrese Hunter is going to put it all together this year for Texas. He could be that kind of missing link that they kind of needed last year. And uh, if they finish up near the top, I think he can win player of the year. I like that pick. Um, You know, a lot of people are sleeping on him Um, in some of the articles I read. They don't even have him as newcomer of the year. They have um, Grant Sherfield. Um, I believe he came out of Wichita State. He's at Oklahoma now. Yeah, so, um, yeah, a lot of people are sleeping on Tyrese. I think he's going to prove people wrong. I do too. And then, who do you got for your conference winner? I went with Kansas. No, here. I mean, come on. It's it's 
all, of set all up the for- non chalk, like you did all this non chalk, and then the one you're going to go throw in a is going to go with Kansas. At least go Baylor if you're going to go chalk in Big Twelve. I mean, so, I mean, the reasoning here is, I mean, Jalen Wilson is, you know, they're going to go as far as he takes them. But I, I think, you know, he's definitely in the running, like we mentioned, for Big 12 Player of the Year. Um, he throw in Texas Tech transfer Kevin McCooler. Is that how he um, – Kevin McCooler. Um, you got, you know, that freshman stud, Grady Dick. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, it, it's a perfect position to, you know, put Bill Self to contend for his, I believe it's 17th. Yeah, 17th <sighs> Big 12 regular season championship. Um, I hate to do it. I hope it's not um, Kansas. I, I really hope it's Texas. <laughs> I, I'd like to see Chris <laughs> and, and his team win, win the title. But, I mean, yeah, on paper, I think Kansas is going to be tough to beat. Lord, forgive me for what I'm about to do. We're going Longhorns. Texas is back. Yes. <laughs> I'm I just not, I'm not super sold on Baylor and Kansas this year. Uh, having to replace a lot. They both do. Uh, Texas gets Timmy Allen back. They get Marcus Carr back. Christian Bishop back. They had Tyrese Hunter, like we said. They get the five-star Dylan Mitchell. I love Beard. He's one of the best coaches in the country. We always talk about it. And I think he can put it together this year in sort of a down, not necessarily down, but a less lethal Baylor and less lethal Kansas. I think they're at the least going to be competing near the end of the season for the big 12 title. And I know I'm an idiot. I know I'm so dumb for saying it. And I do it every year because you just look at the talent that they have and you're like, this has to work. How does this not work? At some point it's going to work. Right. And I'm, I'm doing it again this year. I mean, I know I'm falling for it, but I believe in Texas this year. I'm, we need like a AA meeting for a Texas People who who think Texas is going to win the conference because I would be there every single season at the beginning. Hi, my name my name is Derek Jilks. I'm an idiot because I always think Texas is going to win the conference. I'm going to need to go there next fall because I'm on the Arch Manning bandwagon already <laughs> for football. So check me in for that. I love it. We can go there together. All right, we got the one left. Obviously, you've all been waiting for our Big Ten preview. Who is your most exciting player in the Big Ten this year? Lots of options. This was lots of options, but this was a no-brainer to me, really. Um, had to go. We talked about Texas Tech, the transfers that left. Terrence Shannon. Yep, I love Terrence. Um, averaged 11 points per game in three years at Texas Tech. He's had some injuries um, while he was there, but, um, you know, great player when healthy. Heard a lot of praise this offseason about him in practice. So really excited to see what he does with Illinois this year. Yep. I went Terrence Shannon as well. Obviously, like you said, comes over from from Tech. Uh, two years ago, averaged 13 points. Uh, and I'm just excited to see his athleticism in the Big Ten because we don't we don't necessarily see a whole lot of it. You know, there is obviously some some more athletic players, but I think the Big Ten could use some some athletic guys like he is, and I'm excited to see if he can help keep Illinois uh, stay relevant in one of the best teams in the in the Big Ten because they did lose quite a bit. So, it should be interesting. The season kind of kind of rides on him, if you ask me, for Illinois. Yep, I agree. And who do you have for your sleeper team? Do we do it? I- you know, I've, I've done, no, no, I didn't. Oh, um, I wow. can't, um, I wish I could. Um, I was going to say, I, I've been doing so well this time and now you're going to hate me, but I want Michigan state. Why? Here. <laughs> um, How could, that's yeah, not even possible for Michigan state to be a sleeper team. They have them as seven in some of the articles I read. Okay, so, okay. I mean, that, that counts for me. Um, but that's I mean, yeah, they've got Tyson Walker, Jay Atkins, um, I think they'll take big leaps full forward. <laughs> Obviously, Howes is going to take the big leap I, forward I, this I year. I can't even say this is the same <laughs> face. I was going to say throw in some experience with guys like Malik Hall and Joey Hauser. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, yeah, you bring. I can't even say that with a straight face. But I mean, you got guys that um, you know know the system well and um, throw in Jackson Kohler. He's a top fifty. Um, recruit in the country. I swear it's I'm uh, 
I'm just repeating the same thing every time. Each team we've talked about today has some transfer top yeah, some, tier, yeah. you know, recruit. It's it's just where we are in the college basketball world. But Michigan State's no different. And yeah, I, I think you know seven. Um, in some of the articles I saw, I, I think that's a little low. So I want Michigan State here. Yeah, obviously a hard pay, place to p- play. Unless you're Johnny Davis, you can go in there and wave bye to everyone after you score. But I'm sure they'll be good again this year. They just won't be that that great like they used to be. I think I think Izzo's losing his fastball a little bit, man. The past two, three years for them have been, ooh, for Michigan State, I'd hate for them to be irrelevant in uh, the Big Ten here soon when Izzo retires. Yeah. <laughs> They're recruiting, too. I mean, it's gone downhill. Yeah, it has. You should be bringing some well, more like hard to get people recruits. to go to East Lansing, so. True. Pay yeah, me to once... go back. No, no, no. Uh, I you know I did it last year and I looked like you know obviously the biggest homer in the world, but then it actually became true. Like Wisconsin was the sleeper last year. I still can't believe that they're doing this every. Like, how is Wisconsin going to finish ninth? I know the Big Ten's deep, and I don't like last year was an anomaly. That they're not gonna win win the conference or anything like that but to to make them think they're gonna finish ninth like they don't return three starters who all have cleared they clear i mean they literally all improved at the end of the season we're clearly getting better and somehow the media still ends up being them ninth they're gonna be around three four five again chucky's back crawl's back wall's back for his for his last year i think those guys all are going to make the jump under guard. I mean, guard has had players in this position before, and they have all made the leap that they needed to make to to make the Badgers have veteran guys who can step up and play. I, They're also a pretty deep team. I mean, the exhibition is an exhibition, but they played damn near 11 guys on rotation. So I think he likes the options that he has off the bench too to play. Um, so I'm, I'm just going to go Wisconsin. I think they're going to be three, four, five in the big 10 this year. And I think everyone's going to be stunned again at how well guard put a team together. Yeah. I mean, I hope you're right here. I'm always optimistic as well. I, I, I will say, I think three, four, five, a little bit stretching. I mean, it's possible, but I mean, like you said, it, big 10 is so deep. You got Indiana, you got Illinois, mm-hmm. Purdue, Michigan, Michigan state, but um, like you're saying nine, 10, I think it's a little disrespectful. I, I think Chucky's going to take a big leap forward. We saw, like you kind of alluded to, Tyler Wall. He's always been a great defender, but he took a significant um, jump in his offensive game last year. So mm-hmm. um, you throw in, you know, Big Steve, as you, mm-hmm. as you call him, um, Steve Crawl. I, I think, you know, it, people look at him and they're like, oh, like this guy's not intimidating at all. But right. it's just like, you know, Past Badger, you know, Biggs is, you know, he can stretch the floor. He's, you know, actually pretty talented around the rim. So, um, and then you throw in guys like Max and Connor Essigan, who, you know, are new to the Badgers, but they're they're going to have, you know, big roles. And then you got guys like um, McGee out of Green Bay. He's coming off the bench. You know, he seems like he could be electric and provide a spark at times. Um, so, I mean, yeah, it, it's there's talent there and drag guard, you know, he gets overlooked every year. People, you know, don't think, you know, he's as good of a coach as he really is. And um, I, I think, you know, Oh, Jordan Davis. I, if, sorry, I was going to say, have you talked, I was um, going to say no respect for, for Jordan yes, Davis, but yes. Jordan, throwing Jordan to, um, so yeah, I mean, right there, what is that? Like eight, eight players um, mm-hmm. that could have, you know, key roles and, um, yeah, I think, you know, this is a team that they might run into, you know, flips along the way. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I think, you know, as the season progresses, I think they could really hit a stride and um, surprise people in the Big Ten. I'm I'm fully expecting the start of the season and even probably yeah. early in Big Ten play. It's going to be a little bit rough, but like I just know by the end of the year, they're going to somehow put it together and things will be okay. They'll be, they'll make the tournament and that's just how it goes there. Like maybe I'm spoiled, but I just, I don't think we just, we just don't talk enough about what Greg guard has, has carried on from, from Bo. I mean, he, he's won 
two big champion, two Big Ten championships in the five seasons he's coached. And it's not like Wisconsin's just pulling recruits from everywhere. Like he is actually doing it. Like these guys are all taking steps forward at some point in their career. It, it's it's just so impressive to me. And I hate the crap. Totally agree there. And I hate the crap of you know last people people's like they would dispute that by saying you know oh it was because of Johnny Davis. But yeah, when you look at it, Johnny Davis was not a preseason All American. He no. was he was not talked about. So like, how did he get to that point? Greg Gard, yeah. he's done a great job, you know, developing players. Even before he was a head coach there, did a great job as an assistant under Bo. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he definitely doesn't get enough credit. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I hate that because, you know, I, I love the guy. I think he's done a great job. And, um, yeah, look forward to seeing how the team looks like this year. All right. We can get off our soapbox. Well, at least I can because I, I get fired up every time they come out with the polls. And it's just like Wisconsin. It's just like. Do you guys just have it in stone? Like when they give you guys the poll, do you guys just have it just already has Wisconsin number 10? <laughs> like what? Uh, who is your player of the year this year? So talking about this one out loud, I think there's three kind of favorites. Um, and there's and one correct I, answer. There's there. Yes. One correct answer. I think there's a sleeper that I'll mention too, but I, I think it's between Edie um, which I'd say I'd put him at three, Dickinson at two, and then Trace Jackson Davis at one. Um, I, I think Trace is going to win it. Um, averaged 18 points per game last year, eight rebounds per game. Came back to Indiana for his senior year. Love it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a lot of hype around the Hoosers this year. I don't know if they're going to live up to that. No, hype they, they won't, we'll- but that's fine. Like, they'll they'll be middle of the pack Big Ten. That's okay. Yep. Yep. And so, um, yeah, I think he'll be an all American and, you know, on his college career and, you know, a very successful manner. So I want trace here. I will say the sleeper I have, and by no means do I think he is. Oh, I already know where this is going actually. But his brother is, but Chris Murray, I've been seeing and hearing things. And I mean, you know, the size is there. He he was was pretty solid last year too. He, He was. So, yeah, I mean, you know, if there's any guy, let's call it the Johnny Davis sleeper award, where you know, if any guy is gonna come out of the blue and just not Jordan take over, Davis, <laughs> not Jordan Davis, not yet, maybe next year. <laughs> I went TJD too. I mean, I picked him last year to win the Big Ten, and and Johnny and Keegan both both jumped him. But TJD's awesome, double double machine, crafty. He's a plus defender. Um, and like you said, the only other guy I could think is Hunter Dickinson. I just think everyone hates him too much for him to, to win the award. I don't see Edie winning it because he's just oh, such God. a, I mean, he's just such a freak. I don't, I mean, I guess Luca Garza did too, and he's a freak. So maybe he could, but yeah, I, I think it's TJD. I, I should, I should amend what I, I think, I think Indiana will be like top four ish. I just, I don't know why they do this to poor Indiana fans. Like they hype Indiana up every year and then the Indiana fans get all excited and then they finish like, like seventh or eighth. And then the Indiana fans like hate their players because they finished seventh. It's like, okay, they just got this unrealistic hype about them. And this, this year they've even bumped it up more. I don't know why they, they didn't add any three point shooting, which is, was their like big flaw last year. They couldn't shoot from outside. They would just let everyone shoot from the outside or everyone would just let them shoot threes. They didn't add anything. They, it's just the same. They ran back the same team. So I don't know why, why everyone thinks all of a sudden they're going to be the winners in the big 10. I, I don't see that happening, but I love TJD. He's awesome. He's such a fun player to watch. And I hope, I hope he wins it this year because he deserves some recognition for, for his talent. Yeah, uh, I, I think, you know, touching on your point there, I think people just want Indiana to be back so yeah. bad. I mean, you look in the 90s and even early 2000s, um, both at the, you know, high school and collegiate level, very successful. A lot of, you know, great talent mm-hmm. um, out of high school has come out of there. And I think, you know, Indiana University, 
Yes. Um, specifically, um, the university, I, I, I think they just want, um, I won't call it the Tom Crean days. I'll, I'll more touch on the players instead. Like, you know, they want it where, you know, Victor Oladipo, um, you had Eric Gordon, guys like that where, you know, they were, those were different teams. And I, I, I think, you know, the fans are just, you know, kind of like Tennessee, you know, you mentioned with football, like, I mean, you know, they're having a great year and um, the fans have been just, you know, dying to to get back to that, you know, level and intensity of, of competing, uh, uh, you know, the like top level in the, in the nation. And um, yeah, I, I mean, they have talent. They they got hot, you know, a little bit at the end of last year. But um, yeah. I, I just they don't still know lost if... by like 20 to fucking St. Mary's like. Yes. Yeah. And they're I, just going to run don't... that team back and it's going to, they're like, oh, their problems are solved because they added a five star. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're not there yet. But like you said, top four is doable. Um, I could see them even slipping in the top six. But um, yeah, they're, they're a solid team. I mean, when you got a guy like Trace, you always have to look mm-hmm. out. So where are you going for the winner then? I don't think either of us are going Indiana clearly. No, I, I went Illinois here, um, yep. and I, I just love Terrence Shannon. I love Matthew Moyer, even though I hated him when he, you know, lit us up a little bit in the tourney. Yep. Um, they have a freshman class, just like some of the other teams I mentioned mm-hmm. for winners and sleepers. That's just unreal. They have three top 100 picks, um, most notably a guy from Nashville, Tennessee, Sky Clark. Yep. Hearing a lot of good things about Sky. Love the name, too. Um, you also throw in Ty Rogers, Jay Neps. Um, yeah, I, I think this Illinois team, um, like you said, it's going to rely heavily on Terrence. But when you got, you know, a lot of freshman talent and a guy like Matthew Moyer that can bring, you know, that national championship level of experience, um, this is a scary fighting Illini team. And um, yeah, I, 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 it's given me, I, I know they're not, you know, maybe at the level of competing to, to win a national title. I won't put them in my final four as of right now, but um, it's given me a little flashbacks to, you know, I'm hoping we can see like a D Brown, Darren Williams, <laughs> Luther head, you know, maybe a poor man's um, level to that team. Cause that team was on a different level, but um, yeah, really, you know, hoping Illinois can deliver this year. Yeah. And I want to also mention they lose the big, but they add Coleman Coleman Hawkins is still going to be there uh, at center. So that's going to help them a lot. Just, just on that piece. So I'm with you. I I went Illinois. I toyed with Michigan a little bit, but I decided to stay away from them just as I don't, I just, I'm not, I'm not in on his, on his X's and O's. I mean, he's a great recruiter, but I just, I, I have, haven't seen it yet, you know, actually on the court. Um, so I went, I went to Illinois here, Brad Underwood's an amazing coach. And like you said, they, another team, they, they seem to have lost so much and then they just added everything back. So they're, they're not actually losing a lot. I mean, it looks on the surface like they did, but Matthew Mayer, Terrence Shannon, Coleman Hawkins, Sky Clark, like, yeah, I think they'll be fine, and I don't think the Big Ten's going to be super great this year, actually. Um, so, so I went with Illinois. Yeah, I think there's a lot of teams where um, you know they'll make the tourney, but um, yeah, it's you know a down year towards the top a little bit, I would say. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, that is our preview. We hope everyone enjoys the first week of college basketball games, although there's not. Not a whole lot, but the next coming weekend, there's there's some pretty good games, including the the Badgers playing uh, at uh, Miller Park. We'll say Miller Park, screw Amfam Field. <laughs> and then you got Michigan State Gonzaga on the aircraft carrier. That should be fun again if it doesn't get canceled. It's just outrageous just that they do that. I don't know, like you can't even count that as a real. game. I mean, that's just absolute chaos. Yes, it always is. It always gets canceled. <laughs> so enjoy watching those games. Uh, best thing you ate this week? Um, homemade pizza. I had homemade pizza. I always pick pizza, but it was homemade. It was it was really good. What about Ooh. you? Ooh, actually, I'm gonna think about it. I, you know, I did have In and Out recently. Um, and it's been a while since I've had In and Out, so I'll go basic. I'll go In and Out. Pretty pretty good burger. Not it's not Culver's, but. 
I know, it's, it's still good. pretty good. It's still pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you get it with the um? What's it called? The sauce or whatever? I get I get um, the In and Out sauce. I don't do Animal, but I do In and Out sauce. Okay. Or the In and Out spread, I believe, is technically what it's called. So. Okay. It's yeah. just Thousand Island. Yes. Or whatever. It's but good. Still though. delicious. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right, everyone. Enjoy your weekends uh, coming up, and uh, we'll talk soon. See ya.